listen to her wrong. From here wrong, I'm listening to her wrong. There wrong, I'm listening to her wrong. From here wrong, I'm listening to her wrong. Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking back up under pressure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still gotta keep the work together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who gon' do it like, like us? Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking back up under pressure, yeah, yeah. Hello, hello, and thank you for joining us on Heron's Home Podcast. I'm your host, Cree Robertson, alongside my soundman extraordinaire, Rico G. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? And we've stepped back into the studio for episode 338. Welcome back, everyone. Yeah, what's going on? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So what you been getting into this weekend? Uh, this weekend, I got to see um, the uh, the Tensura movie, so that was pretty good. Which one um, would you say? Uh, Tensura, which is it's, um, it's the abbreviation for that time I got reincarnated as a slime. Gotcha. Okay. Um, I actually didn't know that that's how they had abbreviated it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ten for Tensei for reincarnation and Sura for slime. <clears throat> Rather than say that whole thing. Some some animes get it, but this one, it's just a lot easier. But the the um, I think this was their first movie since uh, since the series got uh, uh, animated. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty dope. It basically covered um, basically the elder brothers of the Oni. Mm. It basically it covered um, his story a little bit before you meet the Oni in the um, in the actual series, and also like what he's been getting up to, and then sort of like how this is the one with Rimuru in it, right? Yeah, and yeah. how Tempest end up ended up sort of making an alliance with the the city that he ended up being affiliated with. <laughs> it's funny because the the few people I've talked to about that game, um, I mean that that show is in reference to the game, and we all just call it Slime Isekai. <laughs> and so it's just funny that that's the. Uh, Oh yeah, totally forgot. That's not even the name of that shit. Yeah, but yeah, that's dope. Yeah, it was the movie really sounds good. interesting. I, re- I really enjoyed it. It had, it, 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 I think it was like the perfect representation of the show. It had a decent amount of chill, Rimuru moments, and then it had like its nice, like super exotic looking battle mm-hmm. and shit. So it, it was very, very fun. I was, I was quite satisfied with the with the viewing. That's dope. And pretty much the only other thing I saw this weekend was a uh, 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 Mando. It's pretty much yeah. just playing games with the boys. That's what's up, yo, Mandalorian man, serving, bro. Yeah. I enjoyed that this episode a, a lot. Episode. Yeah, dude, uh, I enjoyed the uh, the whole premise uh, behind the hunting party, and uh, and also with Mando uh, trying to get Grogu uh, initiated into the uh, <laughs> the Mandalorian sect and. All of the stuff, like, the little kid was like, he doesn't have a helmet, though. He's like, yo, 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 don't worry about that. Those who know speak. And I was like, yeah, bro, why you got to do it like that, bro? It's like... <laughs> it also was very unfair what they... You didn't put him per- up against the Force perhaps user. Perhaps this is a lesson for you, then. <laughs> <laughs> bro. The nigga was talking all this shit, bro. And then how come Grogu got to bust off three shots at one round? Other homie only got to bust off one shot around. Nah, you can shoot as many as you wanted to. He was just the the other kid was just playing around because he didn't view Grogu as a threat. Oh, nah, nigga, you gotta watch out. <laughs> so, he like hopefully he learned an important lesson that day. Oh yeah, most certainly that kid's gonna grow up hating force users. <laughs> He's gonna have the that, that's, that's I was more villain, so thinking that's a that, villain uh, uh, backstory right there. I was more so thinking don't underestimate your opponents based on how they look. But sure that you could go that it's one. A fantasy too. universe. We gotta take it all the <laughs> way to the left, bro. <laughs> but um, yeah, now, hopefully like as a Mandalorian, it in terms of combat lessons, that's a huge one. A huge one. Never underestimate 
your um shit. It ain't just Mandalorian, bro. Like anybody can make themselves look less threatening. No, no, no. I know that's not what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. It's, it's important for a Mandalorian to not just rely on their weapons because they do come with a lot of armor and 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 tools of the trade that even an unarmed looking uh, 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 opponent can still hide secrets that you're not aware of. For a Mandalorian with such a battle-oriented culture, I think that that's a very important lesson to learn. Of course, everyone can benefit from that. But yeah, um, yeah, it's, it, it's interesting because you get to see a lot of the of the culture behind uh, the Mandalorian. Um, see, I don't want to call them a cult, but they're kind of a cult, right? <laughs> Like, what would we call the... Uh, yeah, they're definitely a cult, bro. <laughs> you don't need to sugarcoat it. They're yeah, definitely a cult. The, the, the cult of Mandalore, I think that Bo-Katan is starting to warm up to why some of the traditions were important. Because they stayed strong in places where the Mandalore that she was trying to rule had gotten away from. And so maybe she's starting to learn the balance. Like, obviously, they're crazy. It is a cult. But at the same time, they've managed to keep a solidarity in their, co- uh, what they call it, a covert? Mm-hmm. In their covert that, you know, the greater Mandalorian culture couldn't hold together. So I don't know. It'd be interesting to see how she grows with that, though, because her time there is going to shape her some, I would say. Yeah. She's next leader, next possible future leader of Mandalore. Yeah, I thought it was dope when she got the, um, the Mythosaur plate. She got the mythosaur engraving on her on her shoulder plate replacement. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Um, what were you about to say? No, no. All I said was that was cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a lot going on. Um, I, I think that Mando has has gained a little bit of respect in the eyes of um, uh, what's the name of the uh, uh of the Mandalorian? Paz Vizsla. Yeah. The the large uh large set Mandalorian, Paz. Uh, that was his son. They had gotten taken by the raptor, and yeah, dude, helping save him, I think, because he was he was always side eyeing him. Well, as much as you could see a side eye through their helmet, <laughs> but he seemed like he was giving him shade from from the time that they got there. But now he's like, all right, can't really shade the nigga that helped me save my son. I mean, I, I it looked like they all just like a cult immediately turned the opposite way as soon as the the armor was like, all right, you're redeemed, and they were always like, oh, okay, cool. Like, it, it seemed like all the tension pretty much melted away at that point. I didn't really see anything that would seem like he was still, there was still contention between him and the others. Yeah, yeah, because there wasn't a whole lot of exposition between the time in which the armor accepted them into the covert and then little homeboy got, got snatched up. <laughs> um, so, but, so, yeah, it, it could have been that, that they had already um, smoothed that over, that the whole tension that they were kind of giving off in the beginning was more due to the their secludedness and not really you know once they were welcomed in it was it was all good in the hood yeah once they were no longer an apostate like once they were yeah. when, when they were apostates bro yeah. all that shit like you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, your feet. literally everybody Rude. was just like yo you don't even belong here bro what are you doing like the energy was wild and as soon as the armor was like, all right, yeah, cool. Like, you never saw that again. But you saw how they all respected, though, still. Ain't nobody test man, though. They were they was all giving them I mean, they the whole better. shoulder, but they, they all better. do. Yeah. You don't fuck with Mando. <laughs> chill, 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 chill. It's one of those things like, yeah, they, you, you talk your shit in the side eye, but they know to stay over there and not bring that shit to his face. I think even they could notice that Mando's armor shinier than theirs. Yeah, I think that's, <laughs> that's the big difference is like, is like Mando's armor looks like theirs did at the beginning of season one. For Mando to be fully decked out in Beskar, that means my man's did some shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's clearly several levels 
above them. Not even Paz Vizsla's all best guard up. Yeah. Yeah, he, I mean, I don't think that anyone has this complete set of armor mm-hmm. as Mando. Hell no. Yeah. That's probably why they, they were they were so ready to throw up the postage shit at him because like, look at this look at this shiny ass nigga walking uh, in here like fucking cool. You shining. Fuck, Fuck you, that nigga. nigga. Postate ass nigga. You ain't shit. <laughs> yo, this, yo, why the hood hate you the most? Why your own hood hate you the most? You over here shining. Bro. Best guard out. Unfortunately, it's because unfortunately, that's how hater energy works, right? Hater yeah. energy never recognizes progress. It only sees the difference between you and them. And hater energy usually assumes that you're doing it specifically to make them look bad, not because you're you want to achieve more. You're doing good to me, not just because Precisely. you want to do good. Like, they, what? Precisely. What? That's <laughs> hater energy right there, bro. It's like, I got to make your progress about me somehow. That's crazy. But yeah, that's, it, it, that is the energy they were giving off at first. But no, nah, definitely, I, I like the, the growth. The armor, yo, I, I enjoy that character for some reason. Very straightforward. But just the knowledgeable sage elder, you know what I mean, maintains composure at all times. Like, dope. I thought that was that was that was cool. Yeah, armor is pretty sweet. But and you know what kind of you know, something did bother me in that episode though. These niggas took off after the raptor in their jetpacks and it was like, it always gets away. Like, bitch, if you knew that the shit wasn't gonna be able to catch him on the jetpacks, why didn't y'all go straight for the ships? You know what I mean? You lucky Bo Katan was on that shit quick. Yeah, I mean, she. I gotta give her some credit. Like she was ready. She went straight to the ship because she was. But to be fair, I see no other ships on that planet. True, there is very likely no other ships on that planet. I I I saw Mando flying and I saw Bo Katan flying. I haven't seen any other ships on that planet. True, I can. I shouldn't just assume that there was other um, uh, uh, transport vessels on there, because you know Mandalorians are extremely self sufficient, so they probably landed someplace where they knew that they would be able to support themselves over time, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And, you know, they don't really have a lot of resources, you know? They're like, they're. it seems to me that the scattered Mandalorians are all about scavenging, so they may not have access to, you know, mm. most of the, the what the galaxy would would have readily access to, at least larger organizations, yeah. anyway. And even, and, oh, and don't forget, that covert just relocated there, because that was the same covert from the beginning, remember? They got, mm-hmm. they got uh, smoked out of their old hideout. Mm-hmm. That's right. Okay, so yeah, that's, a, that's, you're, you're probably right. They just might not just have access to, to, to a vessel to have taken off in, but yeah, good thing Bo jumped off, uh, into the, in, into the ship, because. Yeah, her ship is so fresh looking. Bruh, that shit was dope. But, um, yeah. I just enjoyed the whole premise of it, but yeah, it, 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 I'm definitely looking forward to seeing where they wrap up this whole Mythosaur um, storyline yeah. that I think is going to be real interesting. There was a nice little uh, uh, flashback to um, Order 66 when, what is it, Keller and Beck was helping Grogu escape. Mm-hmm. That one was pretty cool to see yeah, as well. Yeah, that's right. That They, they did show the... Um, uh, the uh, uh, the flashback to Coruscant during mm-hmm. uh, Order 66. And that's interesting, too, because I was unaware that um, Grogu was in there because, you know, we saw a lot of what happened in the Jedi Temple, the, the Grand Jedi Temple on Coruscant. But we never saw Grogu in that whole little side story. So that was nice to see the other side of the temple and see what was going on. Yeah. Um. Also, they passed by the rock that um mm-hmm. that she had tricked the the boy with. Yeah. Yeah, the tip of the mountain. That was the, the last natural piece of uh of Coruscant left that you could reach from the the surface. Yeah, that was that was cool that they they did it. They did throwbacks to their own episode. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was like, all right, my niggas, 
right, you're really flexing right now. Um, but yeah, well done. I thought it was really cool. Yeah, that one was um, super cool. Yeah, dude. Uh, who who was that Jedi who was fighting with Grogu? Or who was saving Grogu? Keller and Beck. Keller and Beck. Okay, because I wasn't sure. I was like, that's not Mace. Yeah, I mean, he, <laughs> rude. He's, he, he, anytime I see a black jet, I'm like, is that you, Mace? Rude. Chill, 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 chill. Man, Mace is the one and only purple, you feel me? Hey, but that's what that's what told me. I, I didn't see no gold lightsaber with a purple blade. Like, you ain't swagged out, nigga. Um, but yeah, so that, that was a really cool scene to to get to see that backstory. Yeah, he's played by the same actor that did the mocap for Jar Jar Binks. He's <laughs> like, so, yeah, you got to let me reprise a better character, guys. Come on, guys. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm I want to see how they animate the Mythosaur. I am looking forward to seeing it in its grandeur, which I, I assume that's going to be part of, you know, whatever, the taming of the Mythosaur. Uh, so it'll be fun to see that if they choose to go down that route. Um, that might be season, what, four or five? What, what season are we in, three? Yeah, I think this is season three. Now, I'm pretty sure that's going to be at the end of the season. Yeah, I'm hoping. For sure, for sure. Yeah, so, uh. Yeah, that'll be dope to see to see where that lands. Um, other than that, uh, geez, did we um, did we cover everything on that? On what? Oh, on on uh, Mandalorian. Uh, that was pretty much it. The uh, uh, the rescue, the flashback, and uh, or or like like uh, the Grogu fight, the the then the kidnapping, the flashback, the rescue, sort of like the bonding of um, Bo Katan, and then mm-hmm. the fight. And that was that was pretty much the thing. You, you know, got eight. I'm, I'm not mad at What's them that? for using a puppet for Grogu. I, I for some reason it looks super janky given how high uh end the CG can get these days. But I'm not mad at it. I'm enjoying it. The little yeah. puppet dude. That I, I think it works, and it's probably way cheaper, like significantly cheaper. Yeah, I fuck with the uh, the Grogu model. I've never had any issues with it. Mm-mm. Yeah, because you know that. The old Yoda model, um, prior to episode one, two, and three, uh, I, the, I don't know why, but the puppet has grown on me. You know what I mean? Because I definitely remember being as a kid and be like, "Yo, why the puppet look so crazy though?" <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, his ears don't, his ears is all floppy. But it kind of grew on me as 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 I uh, grew with the with the movie series, and you know, they did CG Yoda for um. For one, two, and three, but now that they've gone back to to um, you know, the practical model Yoda, I'm 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 digging it. I'm digging it. You know what I mean? I didn't, I didn't get any of that uh that that weird feeling I got as a as a young kid when I was introduced to it. So that, that's yeah. Sort of I mean this this uh this puppet is pretty freaking expensive and also operated by like three different people. So is it? Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. I you know I I'm. And they use aware? like different models for different things. Mm, okay, because I am aware that like the puppeteering is like real high level. Like it's mm-hmm. it's not just a nigga with some strings. It's like some next level stuff. I'm not aware what that is though. You know what I mean? And I didn't realize that they had um puppets that size that required multiple people. Like it felt like it just since it's a small looking um puppet, you think that it could be operated by one person but i guess not yeah. for the from my understanding like do. yeah one does like the eyes another one does the mouth and another one does like the body oh, movements wow. okay okay that's what's up yeah dude i think they're doing a really good job with that though mando mando is keeping it keeping it uh uh crispy um man i'm really i i, I can't uh uh 
mention enough, like, they really, I think, are taking the story into interesting places. Last, the episode before the last one and the last episode, I think, developed two storylines that they they were not, like, surface-level storylines that you would expect. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you, I'm sure once we got into the meat of them, we understood what was going on. But the whole uh, clone researcher uh, uh, being radicalized and then sold out and then the whole storyline of, of Bo-Katan also coming up with Mando and being redeemed into the Cobra. I, like, I think these are really interesting storylines for them to have um, brought into the, into the fold. And, I, and I'm appreciating it because not a, not a lot of, I think, shows, uh, even if they're good shows, manage to, to get the B, the B storylines to hit. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, definitely Mando, the A storyline, you know, that's that's your what you came came to see, but all of the, the subsequent storylines I think are hitting as well. Um, but yeah. Uh moving on from that, there wasn't anything else on the docket. Damn, so Um, nothing that immediately jumps out at me for the time being. I know, I still got to check out Cocaine Bear. I still have to do an adequate Ant Man and Wasp uh, uh, review with you. I'm way behind. Got to do John Wick 4. That's what's coming. I am looking forward to that. I heard somebody who got who went to an advanced screening was like, yo. Oh, and uh, the D&D movie, speaking of advanced And the D&D movie, yes. Both of those need to need to be uh, uh, consumed because the D and D movie, I think, it's just gonna be dumb fun, and I'm not, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I'm really hoping at least it delivers on that. And if I go in with that expectation, that's not the hardest one to to hit. You know what I mean? It's like I'm not actually gonna rock my world or nothing. Just show me some cool owl bears. Let's go. And so, uh, yeah, dude, definitely looking forward to that. But um, yeah, John Wick Four. Um, Somebody who had gone to an advanced screener was like, yo, John Wick's old and done. And he looks amazing when he's washed. And I'm like, wow, okay. John Wick makes wash look look cool. I get it. So, yeah, I definitely want to catch that. <laughs> he's the I'm too old for this shit phase. Yep. That's essentially the, the sentiment that they gave off from, from what, they, uh, what they had seen. But, yeah, um, yeah, so those are, that's hopefully, you know, if you want to avoid spoilers, try to catch those three things because in the next, um, you know, two to three episodes, that's what we're going to be rapping about. I can't wait to watch Cocaine Bear, though. That that one, actually, I have not seen a bad review of it. Some people said it was <laughs> mid, but mid is not bad. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, yo, everyone is genuinely satisfied with what they saw. That's rare. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, definitely. That's one that um, I'm a little bit looking forward to uh but yeah other than that i don't think there's anything else really i've been watching a lot of abbott elementary which it's a really good show It not for nothing Keita brunson smashing it like she all of those awards that, th- that she's been winning for it well deserved well deserved the show is well acted well written and once again really interesting plot lines that they uh that they develop um and not for nothing they talk about some pretty salient issues in the teaching industry. Uh, everything from funding to uh, uh, interschool politics, um, um, when they uh, charter schools and the the privatization of school districts. Like they they hit all of the really salient topics and managed to do so while being entertaining. 
which is the hardest part. Yeah, it is. <clears throat> you know, and so um, yeah, dude, definitely. Uh, I, I'm not sure. It, it, it's might be a bit of an acquired taste, only because it's it, you know it's very sitcommy, you know. But it's a good show. It's a good show. But uh, yeah, it's just been all that and Gecko's Garage. <laughs> everywhere it's like if we sat here we could do like at least 15 to 20 mi- minutes on gecko's garage every week bro that's how we <laughs> kendrick is on that shit bro but anyway we're not gonna regale you guys with that stuff um but moving on from that here let's go ahead and just go- jump into these here topics so i'm a huge fan of of uh jpeg mafia and i'm a passing fan of danny brown so when I heard that they were doing a, a collab project, I was like, I'm going to have to listen to this. And boy, because they, and they, not for nothing, they both have very, uh, I would say, eclectic styles. You know what I mean? They are definitely not your run-of-the-mill rappers, to say the least. You know what I mean? And so to see all that energy on one LP, I was like, I'm here for this all day. And in my opinion, they served on uh, Scaring the Hoes is the name of the project. <laughs> Bro, that's... I, I very much understand that sentiment. As a nigga who can be caught at any given time and spurred on into a deep conversation that might not be appropriate, Scaring the Hoes is definitely the energy that, uh, that I've been accused of several times. And this, this album absolutely brings that frenetic high uh tension energy to it like yo bro you're scaring the hoes bro <laughs> and that's just because these hoes don't like being scared you need to find hoes that like being scared according to jpeg and i'm like he's not wrong though don't get mad at me for scaring the hoes maybe we should fuck with hoes that like being scared <laughs> but yeah dude definitely the the energy on this album i think is amplified. These two men don't complement each other. They amplify each other like destructive sounds tend to do. You know what I mean? Like, you take one loud sound and you put it next to another loud sound and it amplifies it in a good way. You know what I mean? Because one of the words you might use to describe the sound is cacophonous at times. There's a lot going on, but I think it is well-produced. Me, personally. I like the, the production that, he, that, that Peggy brings to, to the track. When he's uh when he's doing it and he did he did all of the tracks um on this album on a single um old school MP3 machine too it was an old one he sent he put a picture of it online and I was like damn nigga whole album on that thing no digital outputs all analog all right my man you doing it grande you know what I mean but you know it, the production that he brings with that equipment it, I think is top notch and um yeah just it, it really worth a listen um. It's a vibe, like it's not. It's not the kind of thing you put on at any moment, and that's you know what I mean. It's 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 going to be the right thing for that moment, but it is the it is music that will that will elevate if if that's the vibe that you're looking for. It'll do that. It'll do it for you for sure. But yeah, definitely, I would say check out um JPEG Mafia and Danny Brown scaring the hoes. Good album, and it's not super long either. I think it's under forty minutes. Great album title. Love the album title. You know what I mean? And the funny part is, is people, people, of course, you know, Twitter being 
the the ignorant hellscape that it is. People like scaring the hoes. You're trying to turn that phrase into something positive. And he's like, no, I actually own the phrase, nigga. I called my album something that I own. And yeah, he owned. He actually. Uh, what do you, you copyright a phrase, right? Or do you mm-hmm. trade? Yeah, you copyrighted. He copywrote the the phrase "scaring the hoes," because that is the energy, and and he is the originator of bringing that to like. Uh, the 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 mainstream almost because I don't know if you consider Peggy mainstream, but he is a pretty well known rapper at this point. Like his name it goes around circles. You know what I mean? A lot of people, um, in and outside of the industry know who he is more so than I would say like a typical underground artist. And he he did it all on that energy. You know what I mean? Like more people know about Peggy than they do Danny Brown. You know what I mean? Who has a more typical uh, reach of a uh, of an underground artist. So yeah, to see him take that energy all the way to 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 where he is now, and he owns that that that's his phrase. Nah, man, no, he, get out of here. He can he can name his album whatever he wants, dog. And scaring the hoes is a particularly apt name for it. And so yeah, that was dope. <clears throat> but yeah, that, that definitely took some time out to to give some appreciation to that album. Now that, that was really good. Um. Wanted to make sure I gave that a shout out, but uh, moving on from that, oh, so we're gonna address this early just because it's out in the air and there's not a whole lot of other shit on the on the on the plate to talk about. But we have the whole uh, allegations that came out recently uh, against Jonathan Majors, which within 24 hours of the allegations. It supposedly a woman called the police. His girlfriend, I believe, it was this person's relation to him, called the police and said that he sexually assaulted her, in which they arrested him, of course, immediately. And less than 24 hours later, she's recanting her uh, her sexual uh, assault allegations. But now, of course, the damage is already done. And, and you know, it, it it's fucked up because, you know, a couple of people were calling this out on the internet, but every the first thing that a lot out of a lot of people's mouths was, oh, what's Marvel going to do? What's What are you going to do about Kang? And it's like, nigga, what the fuck is your priorities, yo? Where are your priorities at? Where when this something like this comes out, you're more worried about the character Kang than you are about justice for somebody who might have been assaulted. Or justice for somebody who might have been wrongly accused. You know what I mean? Like, is the the priority set up for a lot of people is way skewed. But beyond that, the allegations, and this is why I I think that this is a particular, particularly poor job by the media of immediately jumping on this without giving it at least a day. To mature, you know what I mean. Like I get why TMZ does it because they're they're a slush out, uh, you know, they're, they're a slush outfit. They're not really there for substantive reporting. But um, when all of the rest of the media outlets start start reporting it before they even know what's going on, it creates a really shitty situation. Because I don't think that I don't think that. Jonathan Majors is going to get the Ezra Miller treatment. Or do you think that I'm wrong for saying that? 
Um, I have no idea. It's a little difficult to 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 say, really, because the what they did were a little bit different. And with Ezra Miller, it was like a trickle down of a lot of different things over a course of like, you know, what I mean, it was like, like he like he did a bunch of wild shit several times in a row publicly mm-hmm. and then disappeared for a while and then massively did something way worse, much more publicly later on. This one, it's just like one guy did something positive. This one guy was accused of something, and then you know other people came out saying that oh this seems like the like who he actually is type shit. So I don't know. It's a little too early for me to actually compare the two. Which I, I would say like that well I think that one is right more now. severe than the other. I don't even think that they're pretty much comparable. I think one is more severe than the other, but I think that the ramifications are going to be in reverse because Ezra Miller is still working. You know James Gunn wants to work with him at this point. At this point, that's that's the air that they're giving off is, no, we want him here. I wonder if that's going to be the same air six months down the line with Jonathan Majors. Because if in 24 hours, this is what we've already seen going on, you know, the foolery is probably not done. It's unlikely to me, given the way that the media and things usually play out, it's unlikely that the foolery is done. So when all is said and done, do I hope that Marvel stands behind him the way that the... Well, I don't even know if I want that because it's not right that they do that, in my opinion, with Ezra Miller. That's their decision, but I don't think that is personally right. And for what Jonathan Majors is accused of, I don't even think the severity comes to that, but I think that he might be subject to a, a more detrimental outcome. Is, I mean, does that sound like... like I'm possible. Just being, you know, I, I, I feel like there is a... The, the possibility for that is a lot larger than I would feel comfortable with, given the nature of what's been going on. And the fact that I'm still waiting to see where, where the evidence is. Like, this woman called in made these allegations against him. And if they weren't true, you know, what follow-up is there with this? You know, is is everyone who said, see, I told you he was a dirtbag, going to apologize or say say anything about that? If we find out that, you know, and, and that's the thing is, is I, it's foolish did, to even expect something like that. Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 just of course disappear. not. I, 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 exactly, because they know that if they just be quiet a little bit, people will forget about it. But um, did you actually um like read or hear the the testimonies of the other directors who had came out afterwards? Uh, yes, I, oh. I read like an article that had a couple of different. Um, what were they saying yeah, exactly? Because I can't remember exactly what the what the directors. They're who came basically out afterwards saying, saying that he has been an abusive sociopath. And it's been well known and documented since his days at Yale, and it's been very well covered up as well. It's like, wow, a, like a lot of people are saying, days? like, oh, holy shit! Like I've been it, it, finally, some people are 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 seeing what I've been saying. Type shit is 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 what I've a lot of what I saw as well. So it sounds like it sounds like there are a lot of people who have direct experience with Jonathan Majors being a piece of shit. Um, Coming out but and see, saying I that. I want to hear, I would like them to say, like, 
Because people can say that a lot. People can this say the same true. thing about me. It is they all. They can say, "Oh, all you're an abusive sociopath." Until you get the... because you don't believe what I believe, and it's like, well, I don't know if that's an adequate description of the person. So I would like to know what he did for them to say that because that's a very that's a very nebulous thing to say about somebody. Um, because if he is, and you're saying that this man puts hands on people, yeah, it, right. that seems to be the what they were saying is that he's physically abusive and emotionally abusive, and also you know uses his power to sweep that under the rug, mm. and also to get it swept under the rug. That Dang. seemed to be the consensus. So what is his background that he has this power to do that? Because the average black man can't do that. So how does how does he do that? I mean, because I didn't even know Jonathan Majors before um what's the first thing i seen him in um what's uh uh lovecraft country lovecraft yep i have never even heard that nigga before that to be honest with you lovecraft country was literally the first thing that i experienced him in i think he's been doing stuff before that though yeah i don't doubt it um dang because that's that's a power move i mean because listen there, you have to be of a upper echelon to wield that kind of power. You know what I mean? Because that's like the, you know, the Harvey Weinsteins and stuff like that. That's what they're doing. Abusing people. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't know he had that level of power. So it always, unless he's just been doing that to people who are under him. You know what I mean? Like, because abusers do typically find people who are not in in a position to be able to to speak out against them and choose you know choose to abuse in that direction because if you know they don't want to actually go through any of the consequences of what they're doing and so i could i could see how that also is a possibility it's 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 very rare you know what i mean and if that is the case, then we absolutely should address it in that case. But I would like to see the evidence of that before I attribute that to him. You know what I mean? Like, because, so I mean, not for nothing, given what I've seen of his public persona and the description of the behavior that's been given of him, that is sociopathic. The person that is presented in his public persona is very much antithetical to the behavior that's being descri- described. You know what I mean? So I would uh, 100% agree with the sociopath moniker. I just don't want to use it flippantly. You know what I mean? Especially not to towards a black man who I can imagine has been probably misjudged and miscategorized his entire life. You know what I mean? That's not... I don't want to pile on with that. But if there is an issue here, my man has, has, has absolutely performed... V- an EI Jutsu level Harakiri. That man has removed his own head with lightning speed. Lightning speed, bro. That don't make I mean I, it doesn't make sense to me, obviously. It makes sense given his own situation that he's set up for himself. But boy, oh boy. That doesn't seem like a a a, a forced error at all. That's just being a shitbag. Because that length of time, like how many years? That eight years plus of abuse, because he's pretty young still, right? Uh, he looks pretty young, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's got to be early thirties, late twenties. Probably been out of school, out of out of college for a little bit now. 
And you're saying that his his abuse strings all the way back to then? Back to Yale, however long ago that was. Yes, man. Uh, he's 33. Okay. You know, and I, I'm just, I'm, I just say it ain't so. Say it ain't so, Batman. I'm just really hoping that there's, there's some, you know, just angry back and forth going and that this is just a misunderstanding that needs to be rectified. You know what I mean? Because at what level it's gotten to already is not, it's pretty ugly. Calling the police on a black man is an escalation. It's a very serious escalation. You know what I mean? So I don't know where you, how you go back from, from that, but moving forward for him, it could go, you know, it's going to go one of two ways, you know, because if, if they pin that on him, you know, that's, that's it. Dunzo. Cause I, I genuinely don't think that the studio is fighting for him and fighting to, to, to give him, you know, help him get out of this legal situation he's in. I, I doubt the studio's going that deep in it. So they're going to, they're going to leave him to, to, to fend for himself, you know? And I don't know. I, I don't, I don't think that the, the courts uh, have a history of being too kind to, to black men in that situation. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm hope I'm hoping that, it is more of a misunderstanding than it is that is what it you know what I mean? That it's just face value. Because that's ugh. Ugh. It ain't it don't look good. But yeah. Moving on from that. <clears throat> oh my goodness. So in Philadelphia, they recently uh got a, a warning put the entire city of Philadelphia, which I think is one of the bigger cities right now, to have um, recently been put under a, uh, a boiled water advisory because I don't know what was going on in Philadelphia. I think it was Friday. But a train derailed and a chocolate factory exploded in the same day. <laughs> and so the chocolate factory, as you can imagine, making chocolate takes a lot of water. And so they have a pipeline into the into the water main, like a large one, and the explosion, it was an explosion. I have no idea if it was uh, arson or terrorism or what, but there was a genuine explosion. Like the building blew up, which caused backflow into the water main, which I guess it had enough uh, uh, force to possibly contaminate the water. And then the spill from the train also put more stress on the water system. And so they were like, listen, we don't know what chemicals or which accident put them in there, but you probably don't want to drink the water right now. And uh, so, yeah, dude, this infrastructure, boy, let me tell you, let me tell you. And, and, and it's the worst part about it is that we have a national employment crisis where tech industry uh, jobs are being slashed. We have crumbling infrastructure which can provide temporary employment for a ton of people and a government that is incapable of marrying these two issues 
bro, this shit is crazy. And then not to mention, they can't even assure the water or even, even professionally let the people know what's going on with the water. It's like, I, don't, I can't blame them for the derailment and the explosion. But the fact that they don't have a protocol to deal with contaminants coming in from, from those massive uh, areas, then, you know, what are we doing here? You know, and that's that. The level of of permissiveness that the af- average American has for the dereliction of duty that comes from their government officials is pretty wild to me. It's pretty wild to me be- because I'm over here looking at France, and you have like almost quarter million, half a million, five hundred thousand people demonstrating in the streets because of a two year pension raise. And we, our government regularly does not do their job on major disaster relief and nothing, nothing. I'm telling you the stuff that goes on in America that, that, that on average, now granted, yes, you're talking about 375 million people versus, I don't know, I think it's like 9 million people in, 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 in Paris and then the greater France uh, rural region, which I don't think is nearly as heavily populated. It's a very huge discrepancy in, in land mass and population. But those things scale proportionally. Not to mention, with technology the way it is today, you, if you had an adequate system of deploying the machinery and people, you could, you could have a central uh, 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 government agency helping to deploy uh, um, infrastructure repair around the country with the logistics that we have we can move the machinery you know what i mean like we have rails and 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 the ability to move this heavy machinery across why don't we actually do it and use it to actually repair the the infrastructure of the, we won't because the there's no one paying a politician to say that there's people paying the politician to say that we don't need to do that because the people who own those railways don't want to spend the money. And the government can't rally the funds to put into the industry because the politicians won't ask they won't put a legis- they won't put a bill forward that says we are going to help organize the with the government as a middleman to bridge the gap between unemployment and the uh, infrastructure issues that we are having. Which is exactly what the government did during almost every prosperous time in this country. Reconstruction. The government getting involved with rebuilding the country. The New Deal. The Tennessee Valley Authority. I mean, I, listen, you know, there's, there's examples of how to do this right. You know, if they, wanted to, if they wanted this rail system and the national infrastructure to work, they know how to do it. At this point, it's not a like, oh, but... I just don't know how to organize it. It's like, yes, you do. Yes, you do. But we just we're we are residing within a system that is not designed to get it done. And if that's the case, we need to acknowledge that that's the case so that we can choose people who are not running on those platforms. We're not choosing to perpetuate the platforms. We need to not just, you know, vote in outliers like your Trumps and stuff, but we do need people who who 
actually represents a new way of doing certain things. You know, because we can't change everything all at once. But if we don't change a few things at a time, there'll never be any progress. And this is a big one. Infrastructure, you know, we should, especially in places like Philadelphia, Ohio, California, where we have the need for these major infrastructure projects, where our roads need the, the federal attention, you know, where they need federal disaster relief. But, you know, that, that can't, I, I don't know how to get that to penetrate the zeitgeist other than screaming it out into the internet and hope that people listen. You know, there has to be a, a demand from these politicians to stop doing business as usual. And yes, in that demand, there might be some short-term pain because they purposely do little things for isolated people to make sure that they can drum up testimony to what they're doing. But what they're failing to understand is that the, 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 the dereliction of duty to the other 99% of your constituency is the problem. That is the problem. So as, as an informed electorate, we shouldn't be fooled when politicians hoist up one or two people who have benefited from their legislation or one or two people who, who uh, uh, might think that what they're saying is a good idea and actually look at what they're saying. But, you know, that, I think that's always been the general issue with political literacy in this country, is that, or not, I shouldn't say always, but at least since the 2000s, is that, you know, as the attention spans get shorter, it's harder to get people to understand these broader, nuanced, more nuanced issues. And so politicians get away with being more and more vapid, because the people that they're talking to aren't even willing to listen to them when they're talking about all those things that I'm saying are super important and that we need to be demanding that people have different positions on. Well, the, if we don't ask them what their position is and we don't have the patience to listen to them to figure out what their position is, then they get away without ever having to to have one. And And I think that that has been the air thus far and it's led us to this place where we are now, where the effectiveness of politicians to do things, even when they are well-meaning, is almost gone. You know? Even when politicians want to do the right thing, whether you're talking about a Cory Bush or, or um, uh, I don't even know who, who I would even call out in the Congress anymore. I mean, they're all corrupted so badly, like... I mean, AOC has complete in her bid to take Nancy Pelosi's spot, which she didn't get. She completely tried to 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 play the political game with a bunch of people who were much better at the political part of the game. She was better at the face end of it and the 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 um the people uh, dealing with the people end of of politics, but she wasn't actually good at the politics part of the politics, and so. You know, as I said, we have a system that even when people mean well, they won't make it to the other side unless they partake in a, in a type of politics that removes them from the ability to help their constituents. Does that make sense? What I was saying? I mean, it's something I've said plenty of times, too, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like if, 
At the end of the day, there's an active opposition. If you don't have a plan to deal with the opposition, then you ain't got no plan at all. And, and, and you're absolutely right, because that's the biggest problem that they have is, is they have a plan to do what their constituents want, which is great. And you need to have it. But that's half the battle. Half the battle is figuring out how to get what the people who are uh, 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 investing their, their power into you. Half the battle is figuring out how to get them what they want. The other half of the battle is exactly what you said, which is accommodating for the fact that there's people who are paid to counteract what you're trying to do. No matter what it is, there will be somebody who is paid on the other interest to counter that interest, just implicitly by the way that the system is set up. So if you don't have a way of dealing with that, if you don't have a way of of lessening the effect of the counter uh uh the counter information or anything of that nature you're right you have you're not going to make it very far you know especially in this this environment of politics we have today where you know it's all about ad buys and blasting people with information and all of this stuff if you don't have a way to deal with that good luck rule number one of acquiring money and power is protect the money and power you've you've acquired Feel me? So if you plan to go after the people's money because they're not spending it where they're supposed to be spending it, feel me, expect to fight an uphill battle. There is no way around it. Because while we're just, while everyone who's not on their side is not working to make your life more difficult, they're mm. actively working. to They're writing laws against you. You feel me? Passing laws against you. All kinds of shit. Fucking, they just took away free healthcare for fucking children. Like, they, they don't give a fuck about y'all. You feel me? So, like I always say, man, you, you know, you can <laughs> come for the, you, you come at the king, you better not miss. You feel me? Mm. Yeah, you better come with that dome shot. And it's so funny because these, this country is so litigious. It's crazy. If, uh, <laughs> so a bunch of the, you know, a bunch of the states want to pass abortion bans. That's been like an ongoing thing i it's so stupid too because it's like really that's what y'all are spending your time doing trying to ban abortion of all things all right i mean it, for them it works because it, mm -hmm. it, it it keeps a focus on what they want to keep the focus on and it absolutely hinders progress overall and, it, and you know what's funny is is that they're running into legal issues with it because obviously the same uh, states that want to ban abortions were also the same states that passed legislation to uh, remove the health care mandate from uh, the Affordable Care Act. Remember that? Remember all of them were like, we're grown people and we could have control of our own health insurance. So they actually passed legislation that says that all adults 18 and up have the right to choose their own health care. Fast forward to today, now they want to ban abortions, which they can ban the practice of abortion in your state, but you cannot ban women who reside in your state from going someplace else to receive health care. Because that would be putting special uh, 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 um, that would be putting special restrictions on medical abortions that don't exist for things like heart surgery. If I want to go to Bay uh, Baylor in Texas to have my heart surgery... California can't sue me because of that. I'm allowed to go to wherever I want to to receive my health care. Same thing with an abortion. You can ban doctors in your state from practicing that way. 
That's within the law. But what you can't do is stop a woman from going to another state to receive the abortion if it's legal where she's going. And they are so hot right now that a judge ruled that way when really it's just holding in line with the laws that they chose to pass. And so it's just funny to me that their own litigious nature is finally winding themselves into a knot. And it's like, oh, I guess you've hit the you've hit the limits of how much you can abuse the legal system to 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 take away people's rights at that point. You know what I mean? Like and it's yeah. good to know that there is a limit. It's like the people who in Florida are using um using the book banning law to ban the Bible because it's got like a mm-hmm. murder, rape and all kinds of other fucked up shit in the Bible. Everything it's, that they say It's not say that for children, bro. Get that shit the fuck out of here. Never has been. They're like, no, not this book, though. That, bro, it, the hypocrisy is hilarious to me. And the worst part is is that there's no amount... And, and obviously, these aren't rational people. But we're forced to try to engage with them as rational people when there's no amount of explaining to them the hypocrisy of what they're saying. There's there's no amount of 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 words that can be said to them to get them to understand that yeah. because they've already defeated that in their head. You should just skip that whole step, bro. You don't need that step. <laughs> like it's one of those things where like if somebody's trying to punch you in the mouth, you, there's no <laughs> point in trying to explain to them that that's not the way to go. We passed just the stop talking them. part. Yeah, just stop them from doing it. <laughs> this is where we're at now. It's like certain people just aren't worth giving any sort of like airtime or listening to don't even waste your time once you realize that that's what's coming out of their mouth you should be like oh okay nice i need to go i oh that it's like a skip to the next stage fucking button on a video game bro it's basically (laughs) how you should always view that whenever someone whenever you hear someone opening their mouth and you're like oh this nigga is about to waste 20 minutes of my time saying some bullshit that has been proven some bullshit has been disproven since like the 1800s you just that, that, you know, and, some of my favorite takeaways from Cinema Sins, even though I haven't seen them in ages. Skip. Yeah. Me, I'm not. I'm not listening to that shit, bro. No, you're full of shit, and there's nothing I say will make you any less full of shit, and nothing you say will make me think you're any less full of shit. So let's just skip to the next step where I just stop you from talking. Yeah. Because let me tell you, I mean, I I acknowledge that I was raised in a certain propaganda paradigm. And so, I, I don't know why, but I was I was always taught like you know you gotta hear them out and you gotta listen to the other side and you gotta you gotta let people speak and and get it all out so that you can understand where they're coming from and you know I've tried to 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 practice that my whole life and I don't think any I think maybe once or twice the person surprised me. With like, oh, okay, you weren't going where I thought you were going. It rarely does that happen. Most of the time, in this day and age, I'm saying, you really can just skip to the next step because you're not getting anything of context. And people have lost the the whole, I'm going to develop this idea thing. It's whatever that surface level idea is, I'm going to have as many yes people tell me that it's a good idea so I can be convinced and I'm I'm sitting there and you can never get to that next step with them. And that's why we're in a place where it's like it's really a waste of time because whereas that's the whole place where discourse would happen, 
and people would learn. <sighs> the internet's there. Conver- you know what I mean? Like, your place to learn isn't in conversation with me anymore. You know, like, or in conversation with anyone in general. It's You can go out and find information at valid uh, uh, outlets. At this point, if you're coming into conversation, you're still saying wild, reckless shit that doesn't exist. Yeah. I'm starting to realize, like, can't change her. You can't change him. Yeah. You can't change that person. That person has already performed the, 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 the 82 palm deflections on every single reasonable idea that could have led them down a different path. So just just let it be. Just let it be. You know? Find your tribe, bro. <laughs> Not everybody's part. And the thing is, like, there's a limit to any good piece of advice, right? There's nothing wrong with hearing people out. You just shouldn't hear everybody out. That's a fact. Not everybody's worth hearing out, but a lot of people are. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And you... I think it's really you have, tell. knowing when to apply the advice. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And you'll know, I think, off rip. That's, and that's, I'm sorry, that's more where I was getting at. It's like it becomes very obvious when people are at that place where you probably shouldn't be entertaining what they're saying. Yeah. And in politics today, usually politics was a place where people tried to stay as close to the center as possible. So there was reason to hear them out. But since politics today has moved more towards fringe politics, the average person is on the extremes. And the only reason why there's a center is because we're using averages of people's views. You know what I mean? Like, no one actually resides in the center anymore. It's all extremes. And so when that's the case, it's really, with left and right, you can't, you can't listen to half of the Democrats. Fucking uh, Rachel Maddow will have you running in circles looking stupid just as much as uh, Laura Ingram. They both are doing it. And that's what I'm saying. It's like there's no one actually playing towards what's actually happening, which is usually somewhere towards the center. Mm-hmm. Very rarely are things happening on the extremes. And when they do, I'm not saying it doesn't, it's just rarer. But the, if you look at it, the way they portray it, You'd think that everything was on the extremes, and it's because we're we're listening to all of the things that probably should be filtered out, you know. And it's also a part of the profit motive too. You, well, yeah, because those things that should be filtered out are are, are good TV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're Precisely. good TV. It's entertaining. Precisely. They yeah. Gotta, like anyone that makes news has to compete with the internet, and if you compete with the internet, you can't fight fair. Yeah, you know. See, this, this, this is the quandary when it comes to news. News is a public good. And so, for all intents and purposes, it should be funded from our tax dollars. Reasonable enough statement. But at the same token, you never want the government to own the news. So we have to have a really weird situation with the news where it is 100% privately run and 100% government-funded. And that's a very hard existence to have. That doesn't exist in our country. That, that would be a very socialistic institution in which the government, through the will of the people, democratically through referendum, however, comes to the conclusion that this 
institution is for the public good, and so the tax dollars should be put towards it. You know what I mean? That's not what's going on. They, the government attempts to, quote-unquote, regulate, you know, speech through the FCC and all of that stuff. But they don't fund it. And so because of that, we have now put news in competition with everything else. You know what I'm saying? If, if the news was being generated and put out there for free and genuine, because the news that we get that is supposed to, like PBS news that's available online, it receives some government subsidies, but it is funded by the oil companies. Don't get it twisted. They say what their sponsors are at the end of every episode. Just listen to the to the credits. Matter of fact, they will tell you who the sponsor of a segment is at the end of a segment. And that's how I know. Like, we all know this. You know, they, they, they will tell you. You know, so we can't, we don't have an actual privately run state-funded news organization, which is what is necessary, I think, in a modern-day capitalist society to actually have the, the, what we need from the media edifice. You know, does that sound like it would actually address anything? Yeah, if it if it's even possible to do that in the first place, because at this point there are people with enough money to create a news agency, and then make their own mm-hmm. rules. Oh, and that's fine. Oh, but you know, no one even trusts the government. Like, the, like the reason why people go to PBS is because you know, for a long time, PBS was. A, like almost a propaganda arm of the American government, you know, all throughout the sixties and seventies, you know, public broadcast uh, news was like very heavily influenced from the government, you know? So people trusted that today. People don't have the same trust in the government to, to rely on PBS. So if you make, you're right. If you make an OAN or you make a Twitter or you make anything, that's going to very quickly overshadow the news that PBS, but if there was like an, an, uh, an entity that, that, that was trusted that could you know be the the face of the of the public news you know that i think would go a long way i think um and i mean it it is possible but i don't think it's possible in america um yeah i don't think it would be possible in america with our current government um also the the and you know um I don't know. It's the thing is, it's like uh, I don't even know how corporations should should work in this country. Because even if you do make something, who's to who's to keep fucking Musk from buying your shit? You know what I'm saying? If you, oh, even if you public, do create some shit like you make, that, that that's <clears throat> the whole point of making it 100 percent government funded but privately owned. Um, that way, so that you know, to keep all of the you know special interests out of yeah out of the news. You know, because that's that's the big problem is that like. Especially, even when they talk to when I used to talk to dickhead Rupert Murdoch, um, he he openly admitted to all the things that he did with 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 Fox News, but he said it was never about hurting America. It was all about the dollars and cents. Facts. Like, people really don't understand how cold and cruel fucking capitalism is, bro. Well, I I think no, I think that they <laughs> do, and I think is. it makes them hard. I think that the 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 cold calculated brutality of capitalism gets them off because he said that to congress and congress said well nothing to see here 
Oh, but that's different though. That's Congress, you know. Them, them, they're all on the same side anyway. Yeah, it's not. You know, they're all working together against us, so it doesn't matter what they say to each other in, a, in public. You know what I'm saying? Or, or oh, it, even in public, yeah. yeah even, not like anyone yeah. watch C-SPAN. Like I'm the only so dumbass like, watching C-SPAN, watching this nigga get deposed. Like, the, yeah, and it's all it's all a song and dance anyway, because nothing ever changes as a result of that shit. You feel me? They they bring them up in there. They they ask them questions that they shouldn't be able to answer. They waffle around the Yo. questions for three hours, and then they go about their business doing exactly what they were doing. When they got called in there to ask about what Bro, they were doing. Bro, did you see these assholes uh, trying to grill the TikTok, uh, the U.S. head of TikTok? I didn't even bother watching that because I figured it would be just like the, la- the one I saw like the week before that one when they were asking the dude about why I- why he can't pay one of his employees a livable wage. He was like, I, I can't answer that question. I-, I-, I need more information. I can't answer that question. She's so like, so you make millions of dollars. Your company makes millions of dollars and you can't figure out how to pay someone that's working for you full-time a livable wage. Well, I... I, 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 I Bro, miss me with all that shit. You don't want to pay them a living yeah. wage, so you won't. I got it. Say less. Well, well, they they were grilling them this time on the um, on uh, the privacy concerns, which unfortunately, the privacy concerns aren't the problem. <laughs> you know what I mean? China doesn't have to save your TikTok data or you know uh, 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 breach your profile. To get information, it's not about that. It's about China using the information from TikTok to train malicious AI algorithms that we have. There's been hundreds of reports about how negatively these these social media algorithms are affecting the the mental health of of people who who consume them. And how are we dealing with that? What is your relationship to the CCP? None of none of that stuff came up as 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 uh, uh, um, privacy issues, but they're sitting there asking them. So how does the algorithm that puts the sunglasses on my face work? Like I said, the same old song and dance, bro. And then what has changed about TikTok since that that that? And meeting? if the if it if it could put sunglasses on my face, does that mean that you're watching me on TikTok? I'm like, yo, my guy. Get somebody else, please. <laughs> Get someone else to ask these questions. <laughs> You're bad for watching that shit. Bro. Jeez, this guy. The, the senators had uh, no fucking clue. You're bad for watching. What, what the fuck did the old ass niggas know about technology anyway? You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's. You know, I think a few of them know and they don't put themselves in front of the camera. They always choose the jackasses to put up there, dude. Because. You know, some of these old guys, you know, they, they got it. No, no, maybe they're not. I don't know. I'm giving them too much credit, I guess. But boy, oh boy, did they put the people up there who, who had no fucking clue what they were talking about. And this and, and, and the head of, of TikTok in the U.S. is sitting there like, that's not how any of this works. Like, first of all, you're asking leading questions. And the lead of your question is actually not at all based in reality. So I don't like you could tell he was getting frustrated because there was literally no way for him to answer some of their questions. It wasn't him being evasive. It's like you're asking me about unicorns. I came to talk about TikTok. <laughs> I can't I can't produce answers about unicorns. I don't know nothing about unicorns. You know what I mean? Like it's it's the equivalent of the exchange that they had. I'm just like, man. Yeah, our Congress is fucking useless, dude. And and that's the worst part is is that it makes it look like government is useless. 
And it's not that government's useless. Government can be extremely powerful in a good way. It can be. It's just this one isn't, and it's not going to be, you know? It, 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 and it's a, it's a real shame because the potential in it is huge. It's huge. You know, but, yeah, the, the, these guys, they don't know what they're doing. They, they, have, they have no idea what they're doing, and they have no idea who to, to discuss this with to get information that could help. They really don't. Like, the most politicians have little ability to do anything without lobbyists. And that's by their own admission. You know? And so, yeah, it's, it's, it's one of the reasons why I say, like, even if there is someone who's trying to do good, the likelihood of it happening in this system, slim to none. But, yeah. And we'll go ahead and wrap up on this one, because I thought it was hilarious that Janet Yellen... Uh, uh, Chair, uh, chairman of the, the Federal Reserve Bank came out publicly and said, everybody, don't worry, the house is fine. And then immediately got on the phone, called the Federal Reserve Board, and said, the house is on fire. The house is on fire, we need to meet. The house is on fire. And then some jackass put it out there that that's what she did. Like, damn, yo. Y'all put her on the hook to go out and make the public statement only to release that she immediately doubled back on what she said immediately after uh, the press release. Like, they have to hang her out to dry like that. But that's all to say, this bank run shit is going to get uglier. It's going to get bad. And the worst part is, is that all of the companies that we utilize on a day-to-day that are wrapped up in these big banks because whether it's their pensions or something of that nature are are uh, held at one of these these banks and their money has been invested and then it poof gone. That's the new bank bailout. The new bank bailout is to make a whole bunch of money in fees, tank the bank, and then let the government bail out the depositors. Don't bail the bank out. Don't even bail me out. Just don't claw back what I got. And so it's a gamble because clawbacks are, can always be a thing. But based on the fact that the FDIC has has decided to surpass their $250,000 limit in the case of Signature and in and, and, and Silicon Valley Bank, the signal to the industry is that, oh, okay, we just got to make our money on the front end. We make our money on the fees, tank the bank, and let you pay back to the depositors, which makes their deposit, which and, and you pay them back in full. So that now means that it's no longer a gamble to invest in those kind of hedged uh, 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 financial investments because you'll get a hundred percent return no matter what. You might have to wait a few months extra, but you'll get a hundred percent of your money back. It's a terrible, terrible, terrible thing that they've set in precedent, and the Federal Reserve is very much seeing that they put themselves into a precarious situation. And 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 the worst part about it. You're not up front with us. 
they're bullshitting us. They're blowing smoke up our asses when we ask them what's going on. When we when, when we trying to figure out how should suppose you know well how should we navigate this quote unquote bank crisis? They're lying to our faces. And now they'll say, "Oh no, I just didn't want to cause a panic," or, you know, I I could have started another bank run, or or you could have just shut the fuck up. You don't have to say anything. But what you did is you lied to the people, which is also not part of your job. You don't want to start a bank run? Cool. Don't say anything and let the markets play out. But coming into public and lying into us is is is, is getting people to participate in markets in ways that they naturally wouldn't. And that's coercive because you're lying to them to do it. You're not being upfront. And so, yeah, this whole thing with Jan and Yellen coming out and, and, and telling everyone that the house is fine while the house is burning, not a good look. Because we could, the problem is that there's just too much information. If she was our only outlet of information, then we would have no clue about what's going on behind the scenes. The problem is, Credit Suisse's tanking, HSBC's under investigation, you know, uh, uh, UBS is being forced to do buyouts. You know what I mean? Like, we're, we're too much of the international financial system is, is feeling knock on ramifications of this and sending us information back. So she can't just lie. I mean, she can't. But the, for the people who are informed, who are actually trading on this, they know. They're watching the market. You know, so, yeah, don't be fooled. The house is definitely smoldering. You can see the little trails of smoke coming out the window. And so, yeah, you know, I, I'm really worried about where the the finance banking system, that's not to say that normal depositor savings is what's at risk here. I'm talking explicitly about the financial investment end of banking. That's what that that's what I'm referencing. Which, while it won't hurt uh, depositor savings, a lot of the companies and 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 businesses and 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 so forth that we enjoy very low prices from do so by manipulating these markets, and and minus that, we're gonna see our prices start going up more and more, you know, and so. Stay aware of that. Be be aware of the things that you regularly consume in your in your life that that have prices going up. It's not going to stop anytime soon, and so we got to pay attention to that inflation because if you know, if you don't, it could run away from you very quickly. You know what I mean? But um, like I look at my grocery lists, I look at my grocery um receipts, and I'm appalled at how they've climbed. Just appalled. Buying the same normal stuff, you know, I, I keep, you know, I like to have food and stuff in my house, but I don't keep an overabundance. Like, I'm not hoarding nothing. So, I, I you know, I you wouldn't expect that, oh, yeah, nah, I spend $200 a week. You know, like, damn. It's like, yeah, dude, that's just normal groceries for, you know, a regular family. Like, it's getting really expensive. But, yeah, you know, all of this is, is tied into, into, into his, uh, each other. You know, in very nuanced ways, but they, they do have things to do with each other, you know. But, uh, yeah, we'll go ahead. We'll wrap up on that, guys. I do appreciate you for joining us. If you did like the show, please feel free to subscribe to us on Patreon.com or 
on anchor.fm. You could also find us on the social media on Twitter at Cree underscore T and at Home Heron. You could also find us on Instagram at Heron's Home Podcast and at Heron's Homies. And you can find me on Instagram at RicoGBO. Always remember, time's only wasted if you choose to waste it. So learn from your mistakes. It's the only thing you ever truly will learn from. Thanks again for joining us and have a great one, guys. Peace out. Take it easy.